Is USC recruiting about to make some moves in football? And how much resistance can the Arizona Wildcats offer on defense against USC's offense this Saturday? I don't think a lot. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks again for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are always free. And if you have already subscribed on YouTube, thank you very much. If you haven't, see that red subscribe button? Do me a favor, hit it. It means a lot. And as always, you can follow me at Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C, Culkin, K-U-L-K-I. In. So, most people would agree that USC, um, if they have any pro- present pressing needs, it might be on defense and recruiting. Uh, I think people anticipate recruiting, emphasizing the defensive side of the ball uh, for 2023. So, USC's already their class has already got a really nice start going. One of the positions is that rush-in, defensive end, linebacker type of hybrid role uh, that Alex Grinch and, and Lincoln Riley like to employ. Well, Braylon Shelby out of Texas is already on board. You know, the six foot four, what, 240, 245. Um, he's already in the fold as a commit. Well, there's some smoke signals coming out of Lincoln High School out of San Diego. And those smoke signals are spelling out that David Peavy uh, might be a Trojan as well. He's getting ready to uh, make his announcement on Thursday, the 27th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The, he's another guy similar to Braylon Shelby, six foot four, 235 pounds, big, well-put-together young man. And when I say young man, I truly mean I want to emphasize the word young, uh, like Braylon. Um, still 17, and when he they arrive at college, when they are in the fall of 2023, will still be uh, 17 and just turning 18. That's they'll they'll be on the younger side of the class chronologically, um, but you can already tell by their size uh, that these young men will soon eventually uh, build themselves into very well put together young men. Um, who will look like men, not have to not look like kids. So David Peavy, um, he's anticipating choosing between USC, Oregon, and Washington. Again, uh, strong rumor, strong feeling that USC is in a very good position for Peavy's announcement uh, Thursday afternoon. And if he does choose USC, um, that's just another dagger into the, uh, I guess we'll call the Pac-10 conference because USC and UCLA will be leaving. And remember that the Pac-10, I'm going to, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Pac-12 Media Day in basketball a little bit later in the show. And that comment came up as well as George Klyovkov, commissioner 
making some weird comments. We'll get to that here shortly. Uh, we're going to stick with football recruiting because we know uh, everybody loves recruiting, and especially when it comes to USC football. So, again, if uh, USC can secure the commitment from David Peavy, uh, that would hurt Oregon as well as Washington if those are the other two finalists um, as USC prepares to build their roster for the Big Ten Conference in 2024. And so you might, you know, I, I brought up these guys' sizes for a reason. Um, you know, so while Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley, you know, they he wants they want to recruit guys that fit their scheme, which is an aggressive, fast, quick attacking style with not big guys. Um, the goal is still to get USC's roster bigger uh, because you will need to be going against, when you move to the Big Ten, those rosters are built for, uh, with, I just call them, you know, Midwestern guys, you know, in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, they tend to be bigger across the board. But USC is building building a roster back in a similar fashion on both sides of the ball. Uh, for instance, in the class of 2022, Devin Tompkins. Uh, he's another big defensive end, rush-in type of body. He's redshirting this year at USC. But again, very similar to Braylon Shelby and hopefully uh, David Peavy um, will be a Trojan. All three very similar in size. So, uh, when if you for what it's worth, I guess I we should just just to kind of tell you why I feel confident and why we're talking about David Peavy on this episode. Uh, we are SC.com's Scott Schrader. He went down to San Diego on Tuesday uh, to talk with David as well as. Uh, you know, Lincoln High's coach, uh, I think it's David Carter, Jason Carter. I apologize a lot. Coach Carter, that I know. He's been there for five years. And in his time, uh, he sent over 40 guys to play uh, Division One college football. On his this team alone, they're sending 15 guys to play. 15 seniors will graduate to go on and receive scholarships to play football. So Lincoln High School in San Diego is definitely not a program that – Lincoln Riley and his staff want to ignore uh, going forward. So they were able to get in there a little bit later into the process. You know, they started later at USC. And they were able to build up the relationship strong enough where David feels confident to put, you know, USC in his, I guess we'll call them the final three between them, US, uh, Washington and Oregon. So if you want to follow the clue trail, if Scott made the trip down to San Diego on Tuesday, um, that's usually a good sign. Typically, sometimes you get a curveball every now and then. Uh, that's happened in the past. Uh, but when that happened in the past, it's because USC wasn't in a good position and recruits were still second-guessing uh, the direction of USC. There's very little second-guessing going on right now. So. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, USC feels good come Thursday. But we won't know until David makes his uh, his announcement. Again, 5.30 p.m. You can uh, check that out. Uh, look, if 2022 has taught Trojan fans anything uh, about this current defensive scheme is that it needs help at the right position. So, again, um, recruits are watching what's going on. They, 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 they see that, you know, 
certain players aren't uh, performing up to the expectation. Uh, there's going to be a lot of attrition after this year via, you know, graduation, maybe transfers. So there's going to be playing time available uh, if it's earned. And again, you know, the players that are on the roster right now, USC's current roster, some of them were recruited by Lincoln Riley. Some of them weren't. So typically, you know, rule of thumb is coaches like to play the players that they recruit, that they, you know, that they want to build a team in their image. So something to kind of, you know, keep an eye on going forward. Um, also, you know, again, there's going to be a lot of, I mentioned, there's going to be some attrition. So uh, you're going to, I think you're going to see these high school guys want to secure their their spots in the class before the next transfer portal um, opens. Like, how, How's that going to work? There's going to be two different times throughout the year where the transfer portal will be available for players to uh, make jump in and make movement. That will be coming up soon. So uh, high school recruits, secure your spot because USC will be active in the transfer portal uh, after the season. That's for sure. Also, uh, is there a competition already starting for the quarterback spot? In We're going to jump way ahead to the 2024 recruiting class. According to a source, um, first one in gets their spot. This isn't, in other words, is this another DJ Unga Alele versus Bryce Young type of situation where USC is now has DJ Lagway from Willis, Texas, and there's also Elijah Brown, quarterback at Modern Day. Elijah Brown hasn't lost as a starter. Just something to think about. He's the local kid. However, DJ was Lincoln Riley's first offer. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, first one in might get the, they might be the quarterback for that class. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Oh, one last little note here on recruiting. Uh, the plan for Thursday night is I'm going to try and go see Pinnacle High School versus Highland out in Arizona. Uh, that way I can check out Deuce Robinson, Elijah Page, as well as Caleb Lomu. Lomu. Uh, Elijah Page is already in the fold, offensive tackle. Everyone is just kind of waiting for Deuce Robinson to pull the trigger. And Caleb Lomu is the uh, the big target still on the board that USC is after in that O-line class. So uh, myself, we're going to... Hopefully be hanging out with uh, recruiting guru Scott Trader from WeRSC.com. You want to get all the insight? He's answering questions. We've got that $10 subscription special good for the year all the way through August of 2023. Take advantage of it. I encourage it. All right. So sweat block. I want to talk to you about this. I I hate sweating. When I'm not exer- when I'm not exercising, which I don't exercise a whole lot, but every now and then that I get that urge, and, and definitely when I'm not anticipating being hot, I it's seriously aggravating to me. I become irritable, and I just I don't like the feeling of sweat on my body unless I'm in the mood for it. You know what I mean? Um, so 
the sweat block wipes that are featured on the Rachel Ray show uh, by firefighters, this thing would probably be a godsend to me uh, because when I'm in that sweaty mode, I can just pull one of those wipes out, wipe myself down and cool myself off a little bit. And if I have any odor working, eliminate any sweaty odor. So if you know anyone who uh, is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, uh, try sweat block. You can save 20% with your promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. And it's also available on Amazon. So check it out, sweatblock.com. Thanks again. I I like to be effusive with my thank yous. Um, it means a lot that everyone's making Locked On USC their first listen every day, especially today as we're talking recruiting. Uh, but for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so what do you think Arizona does well on defense that could help put their put their team in a position to win, uh, just in case USC's defense doesn't travel uh, to Tucson this Saturday? I went and looked up some, some of the statistics. Arizona does nothing well on defense. I mentioned this on an earlier episode this week. The only reason they are not in last place defensive statistics, uh, defensively, statistically, is because Colorado is still in the conference. And uh, if you've watched Colorado play this year at all, you know they're bad. Arizona is just a tick above Colorado bad. So they are still really bad. Let me go over some note, some numbers here for you. It ain't good. The Wildcats on defense, they give up an average of 455 yards per game. 207 of that, uh, that number comes on the ground via the rush. Uh, we know USC likes to run the ball and they can run the ball. For the season, uh, Arizona as a team. So if they're trying to get after the passer, they're trying to get after Caleb as a team for the season. The Wildcats have nine sacks. That's not good news for their defense. Uh, With or without Jordan Addison running routes or even a 100% healthy offensive line for USC, which they're not. I keep emphasizing that. I want to make sure everyone takes that into consideration when they're grading and uh, judging how they're performing. And I'm actually hearing rumors that there might be a shakeup on the O-line starting this Saturday. Still trying to confirm. Keep your eye on that. Oh, here's something else. Um, So, again, they only have nine sacks. Tuli Tuil Polotu has seven by himself. Arizona's played seven games this year. They've got nine as a team. They've only created seven turnovers all year. Five fumbles, two interceptions. To put that into context, there's a reason why USC leads the nation in plus minus 
at plus 15. Um, USC has turned the ball over one time all year. That's me knocking on wood that they don't start a different trend this Saturday. So if Arizona can't create turnovers, uh, they're surrendering as a defense. They already give up 36 points per game. If they're not getting the ball back, creating extra possessions for themselves, giving themselves some short fields for their offense, which can score. Uh, it's going to be a long game for the Arizona Wildcats on defense. I fully anticipate USC putting up a, a half a C-note for this game. And they better have 40 by halftime. I got to tell you, this team has to come out angry. Um, hopefully it's a contained angry. You know, they don't get any penalties and, you know, play outside of themselves but uh yeah they need to play angry they need to show everyone across the country because next week the first college football playoff poll will come out and margin of victory will play a play a part of this so when you are supposed to beat in arizona you're supposed to beat them by that 15 and a half points that i i believe usc is currently what that spread is so uh you have to win impressive because the guys who are considering the playoff teams, they're looking for the, they're looking for the little things to put you above somebody else. And if you're a one loss USC team and you got to go up against maybe an undefeated Clemson team or a one loss Alabama team that doesn't look real good this year, you got to have some stuff on your resume that the, uh, the voters can look to and say, all right, Pro USC con over here, pro USC con. That's how it's done. That's what it's going to come down to. So again, uh, this is why this game needs to be over by halftime, or shortly thereafter. You know, after the third quarter starts, at the earliest. I want to see the backups playing Miller Moss on offense, on defense especially for the for the backups too. Uh, I, I said I want to see USC come out and play angry. Uh, I want you to keep an eye, keep an eye on um, former Trojan Hunter Eccles, played linebacker, defensive end for USC while he was there. He's now an Arizona Wildcat, and I think he's going to be looking to make a name for himself, make some plays against his old practice buddies. Let's just say that the parting of the ways between Hunter and USC. Um, was expected after last year. Uh, keep an eye on uh, Hunter and USC's offensive line. Could be uh, could be fun. That's all I'm going to say. I, I just don't know. Again, I'm just going to wrap it up here. I, I just don't know if if Arizona's defense can get the job done against a team that that can score as easily as USC has shown they can uh, this season. Now, Arizona has shown that they are capable of scoring. So again, if USC's defense doesn't travel, they turn the ball over. Uh, the Wildcats are playing at home. Jaden Delora can be dangerous. Uh, he's got a live arm. He's also, he, he can move around outside the pocket, play off the schedule as uh, the coaches like to, to talk about make plays off schedule, which is a translation, uh, improvise. So 
I, again, this should be one of those, uh, the, the first of three tune-up games. Get this one on the road, out of the way, and then USC can finish in California against the Bears at homecoming, Colorado the week after, and then you got your two rivalry games after that to close out the season. I just don't think uh, Arizona is going to be able to cover that 15 and a half point spread. And if you don't, if you want to get some other point spreads, you should probably head on over to Bet Online uh, because betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and an in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. NCAA basketball starts in the next week, week and a half. Check that out. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Uh, by the way, just a reminder that um, we're going to switch gears from football to round ball, talk a little bit of hoops. It was uh, Pac-12 Media Day on Wednesday. So, again, quick reminder, USC basketball fans, you're out there. I know you are. They open their season on November 7th against Florida Gulf Coast. Andy Enfield's old Dunk City team are they're heading over to the West Coast, coming to Galen Center. Uh, check them out. Uh, that game will be 6.30 p.m. November 7th. Be there. Fill up Galen. The team will appreciate it. And you know what? Um, your team captains are going to appreciate it. Should fill you in on that. As expected, I think everyone thought Drew Peterson uh, would be a team captain, Boogie Ellis. Uh, however, your third team captain for the season is sophomore Kobe Johnson. Like I mentioned, I don't think it's any surprise uh, about the first two guys. Uh, maybe a surprise for Kobe, but not if you uh, if you've ever watched. And I know you don't get out to practice, and some of you come to the games. Kobe didn't play a lot last year, but if you watch how he interacts with his team on the bench, he's even more into it during practice. I've uh, been, I've had the ability uh, and the honor to be able to, to attend USC basketball practices. And the way he interacts with his teammates, he's not just a vocal leader. Uh, he's one of those lead by example guys too. Uh, he is, he is 100% on go all the time i mean when his when his switch flips from off to on if you've ever seen the movie spinal tap his knob goes to 11. it doesn't stop at 10. goes up to 11. that's kobe johnson uh again he, he might not be you know kobe there's only one kobe um but he has a similar personality uh, to to the late great mamba kobe bryant during uh, Pac-12 Media Day, which again was on Wednesday, if you're watching Locked On USC Thursday, because you are, it's your first listen and watch every day, 
Uh, USC was picked to finish fourth in the Pac-12 behind UCLA, Oregon, and Arizona. And just to kind of show you how Andy Enfield and the staff have this program trending up, up, this is the first time the uh, USC Hoops team has been picked in the top four in consecutive seasons, going back to, what was it, 2001, 2002. So again, the program is making big strides uh, with Andy Enfield on staff as the head coach. And I think USC fans should appreciate that and get out there and support the team. They might not have that big, you know, superstar in the middle like an Evan Mobley or an Isaiah Mobley or um, Okongwu or before him, Chemezi Metu. This is going to be more of a small ball team, but it's going to be a fun, exciting team to watch. Trust me on this. Get out there. Uh, as I mentioned, Pac-12 Media Day on Wednesday. Commissioner, Pac-10 Commissioner. George Klyovkov said uh, he's spoken to more than 100 people connected to both programs in reference to USC and UCLA, including players and coaches, and the consensus has been against the move to the Big Ten. Quote, I think saying hundreds would be an exaggeration, dozens more than 100, he said, and I have yet to talk to anyone in the UCLA and USC community who's in favor of the move. I will say that I probably hear from folks who are not in favor, not surprisingly, end quote. Okay, look, I'm not calling George a liar, but curious George, you might understand that reference, uh, where he's having these conversations, uh, because this is the first I'm hearing of this, I gotta be honest with you. And I talk to players and coaches too, George, uh, including basketball, I haven't heard any of this. Not once has this has this even been whispered in my ear off the record, any type of innuendo. Maybe he's hearing it from the women's water polo players and coaches. I don't know. Um, it's definitely coming from a from a Olympic sport, non-revenue sport, if he's hearing that. So um, he went on to say. We believe that between the travel and coaches' salaries and some of the other expenses that you incur when uh, when you join the Big Ten, that the small delta in the Big Ten media rights deal will be more than offset, and we stand by those numbers. Okay. First of all, the fact that he used the small delta index chart to try and make himself sound like he did some deep dive research is comical. And it's insulting. Um, USC is going to be making money hand over fist. The athletic department is going to be making money hand over fist between football and basketball. And the TV rights deal is just, just the beginning. When you get into the merchandising and all the other stuff, the NIL, USC is going to be just fine. And UCLA basketball will pull their football team across the finish line too. So, look, George has to put on that face for Pac-10 Media Day. And I, I keep saying that because at least Oregon basketball head coach Dana Altman, he was honest uh, when he said that, quote, it's he was disappointed by USC and UCLA leaving for the Pac-12, leaving the Pac-12, excuse me, 
noting that the Los Angeles market has been important for recruiting and the league's overall prominence. Quote, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's not good for our league, but we'll survive. We've got 10 good teams. It's our challenge to improve. So we agree. The Pac-10 will survive. The question, though, really is, for how long? Up to you, George. All right, that's our episode for Locked on USC. I want to thank you again for making it your first listen every day. Don't forget about Locked on Sports today. You can check that out. And as always, when you're done watching and listening to me, you got to head on over to wrsc.com for all the VIP written content that we do. Eric McKinney has been uh, pulling me along, covering practice this week. He's got some good stuff up there. Scott Schrader, I already talked about him and his recruiting info. Chris Arledge has his own musings podcast. Go check it out. Uh, good stuff. We got you covered across the board at wrsc.com, but you're always going to check out Locked on USC first because that's what you do. So until then, 